Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. Stretch here goes the goaltender again. Two on one. Here comes Aho. Gets behind the defense. Shoot. Score. Net is empty to our right. Ronta's on the bench. Stahl wins the draw. Here's Burns. Shooting and it's tip wide. Angle play. Andrei Svechnikov shoots for the net. Sebe. Rebound. They score. Unbelievable. Martin Nietzsche's with 11.5 seconds to play with an extra attacker on has just tied the game 4-4. The Sharks look stunned, but it's back to square one for Carolina as they celebrate in front of their bench. Couture jumping out of the ice, pivots for the puck. He's in the neutral zone. Logan carries up the middle, across the line, stick handle, shoots, stick save, made by Ranta. Couture got it back. AC Mont's looking for it. Can't get it. Andre Svechnikov the other way. Two on one. Only Benning's back. Andre Svechnikov. Lead pass. Nature shoots. Score! It is an absolutely stunned San Jose Sharks team that comes off the bench. Gloomy looks on their faces as they skate off the ice after this game ends. Martin Hs on a two-on-one with Andrei Svechnikov scores 55 seconds into overtime. His 21st goal of the season. He tied the game with 12 seconds left. And he scores at 55 seconds of OT to give the Hurricanes an absolutely incredible come from behind 5-4 overtime win. And the crowd here is absolutely thrilled, but on the visiting side, it is absolute despair. I don't know. We haven't learned it yet, so play full 60. My word, what a painful one it was last night as the San Jose Sharks could not hold on to a 4-2 lead with a minute and 52 seconds left. There was part of me last night that was thinking, I don't want to watch the Sharks play again tomorrow, but then... After recording Morning Tide this morning and ruminating, thinking about everything that happened last night. Actually, I do want the Sharks to play again tonight because I don't want to focus on that loss any longer. And at least if the Sharks manage somehow, some way to lose in a more painful fashion than they did last night, then at least we go into the All-Star break and we won't have to focus on it for a couple of days. It can just kind of be over and done with. But with that game happening last night, with it still being in the midst of the schedule, with it being so particularly painful. I mean, my goodness, that was a painful one. There is no other way to go about it. That was absolutely gut-wrenching. Again, up 4-2 with a minute 52 left. Third team in history to score an empty net goal with less than two minutes remaining and lose. And one of the other two is the Sharks as well. My God, just pain. Too much pain. Not enough celebration. God, it is so frustrating. This is just me. 
I'm a fan who's lucky enough to be able to talk about this team professionally, but I do remember what it's like to be just a fan. Just as frustrating. My God, that one hurt last night. But hey, Sharks have a great opportunity to bounce back today. And again, Pittsburgh is a team that is battling. They are good. They are not great. And the Sharks, just as they proved last night, have the ability to play with anyone in the league. So with that, let us get into some of the sound this morning. David Quinn, you know, I... I I wondered what kind of a David Quinn we were going to get this morning, but actually it seemed like he had processed the loss and was ready to move on. And he did have some you know, pretty unique and open comments um, just talking about how nobody had experienced quite as much pain as the San Jose Sharks this year. Yeah, listen, no one's been knocked down more than we have this year, and nobody's had a more hurtful season than we have. I know there are some teams with worse records, but I don't think anybody's hurt more than we have because of the way we've lost games and the season we've had. And you know, I feel bad for our players. They put a lot into it, and we just haven't got the results we needed. And it's just been, as we've touched on over and over again, when you think you've seen it all, we find a different way to lose. And, you know, for example, last night, I thought our forecheck was really good. I thought we did a really good job, him and him in, and we didn't give up any odd man rushes off of the forecheck. It was more off the soft plays through the neutral zone. And then at the most inopportune time, we just blow coverage on our forecheck. So, for the, their third goal. And, you know, they had over two minutes of six on five play. They had one scoring chance off of it. And that was the goal. And it was, just, you know, A, the faceoff never should have been allowed. The puck never hit the ice. And B, puck goes to the corner. Uh, Sveshnikov whips it to the net, hits the side of the net, and goes right to Nekas on the back door. Nothing that has to do with structure, you know, turnover, uh, you know, but that's just the way it's gone for us. And no one's been knocked down more than we have this year. And, uh, I'm proud of the way we've continued to get up and get back at it. We're going to have to do it again tonight. A lot to get into there. I mean, the fact that he does talk about and openly acknowledge the fact that nobody has experienced more pain than the San Jose Sharks this year. I mean, that is a stark reality. The things that the Sharks have been through this year, and I know it's different because we're so close to it. Proximity is, you know, how you feel the most pain in any given situation. But it is hard to look at other teams and the losses they've had and, think that they've had as many or um, as equal in types of loss that the Sharks have had. And I you know, I'm, I know that the, the Coyotes have blown some leads, but I don't know if it's been like that. And I know the Ducks have had some painful losses. And yes, listen, losses for every team are going to be painful for every team. But at the same time, it just feels like the Sharks are in a when it rains, it pours type season. And when it goes wrong for the Sharks right now, Boy, does it go wrong. And I mean, again, you just think of some of the ways that the team has lost this year. Go to the game against New Jersey, 8.6 seconds left. That was a game that almost every other team in the NHL wins, but not this year's Sharks. Go back to November. The Sharks are up 4-2 on the Ducks with less than five minutes remaining. They lose. Look at last night. Up 4-2 with a minute 52 remaining. They lose. I mean, it's just, it is staggering the different ways and the different opportunities that the Sharks have not been able to take advantage of and walk away with wins. And yeah, I'm glad that they've gotten points out of the last two games. That is not the worst thing in the world, but at the same time, it's just like nobody's sat. Nobody's like, oh, yay, we got a point in overtime. Oh, great for us. It's like, no, they're thinking, I can't believe we found a way to lose that game. And I, and I think it is it is tough because last, last night, I don't know that that was necessarily a way to lose a game. Because I don't think that they did anything terribly wrong in that sense. It was just, you know, Carolina is where the Sharks used to be. They're a very, very good team. And if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And if you give them a mile, they're going to take, um, you know, maybe 10 miles. And that's how it went last night where they, you know, thought they had them dead. 
and they just had enough to breathe a little life into them, and they score a goal very, very quickly. That makes it 4-3. They're able to put another on the board. That makes it 4-4, and then all of a sudden, you're just looking at this thinking, uh-oh, this is now in overtime, and the Sharks have not been good in overtime this year, and... Yeah, I mean, as soon as it went to overtime, I, I have to admit, I thought the Sharks were going to lose. I, I was not feeling good. I, I always want to be proven wrong. And again, that's my one of my bits as a sportscaster. Often wrong, never lacking confidence to be wrong again in the future. But man, I mean, that was just, it was pain. It was absolute pain. Now, a little bit more as they talked about the uh, the puck not hitting the ice on that faceoff. Because uh, Benino mentioned it too in, too in his postgame. It's just, Benino's postgame, the, the audio is terrible. It's really hard for for anyone to hear most of what he is saying because they're playing Abba's dancing queens. So uh, dancing loud in the background for lack of a better term. Uh, but we got a little bit more from uh, coach Quinn on that play and, you know, his inability to challenge or do anything from it. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, there's nothing they can do about it. It's not reviewable and that's that. So that was just kind of an unfortunate outcome towards the end of the game. Quinn was also asked about just the need for the team to get a break right now to get this, you know, a little shake up in the schedule where they can get away for a moment. I think it's welcome for every team in the league. I know because of the situation we were in and the losing that's happened and how we've lost. Like I said, I don't think a team's had a more painful year than we have, you know, and, uh, you know, I think our guys are looking forward to the break as they should. I think every team in the league, every coach in the league, every, you know, equipment guy in the league, every trainer in the league is looking forward to the break. It's a long season. It's a grind. Uh, and it'll be nice to get a chance to kind of get away for a little bit and reset. And they do need a reset. And, you know, credit to the Sharks when they're going into a break. They've played well. I mean, when they got the Christmas break on the horizon back on December 22nd, they got a win. When they had a little bit of break in the schedule uh, before this road trip, they got a win against Dallas. Big, big comeback win. And now, once again, they need another big type of response in their final game before going into the break just to salvage something right now because just the vibe has got to be terrible within that dressing room right now. Not that the guys are down on themselves or anything, but it's just like they're trying, they're doing everything. It's just ending up with nothing but pain. And that last win, which was 3-3 over Dallas on the 18th, boy, that's 10 days ago. And then you go back to the last win before that, and you have to go to you know the 10th of January with the win over Arizona. And then beyond that, you got to go back to the 1st of January to find that win over Chicago. And then before that, your last win was going to be, like I said, the 22nd against Minnesota before they went out onto the road. So, yeah, it's it's been painful as of late. There has not been a lot of feel-good moments. The game on the 18th against Dallas, a rare feel-good moment. I love that. It was a great thing to see. You needed to have a win like that, but right now this team deserves um, a break just to get away from the grind, let their bodies recover just a little bit and get a little bit of a refresh and like they alluded to, a reset and get ready to hunker down over the next 31 games of the season after tonight. Um, one thing that we're all wondering is that, you know, what's going to happen with the San Jose Sharks? Are there going to be um, more trades? Are there going to be guys brought up? Uh, David Quinn was asked about this. Yeah, I, I haven't talked anything like that with Mike. Uh, you know, our job as coaches is to coach the team we have. Obviously, Mike and I talk a lot, uh, but, you know, that's that's 10 days away. So, uh, you know, we just made a trade. That was something that we had talked about leading into the trade. And, you know, we want to close this, this out on a winning note before we uh, had a hit to our break. And I'm sure these things will become more clear as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. The latest report out 
uh, and I saw Shang Peng writing about this on San Jose Hockey Now, is the fact that Timo Meyer is looking for $9 million a year, and that is a lot of money, and that is not exactly where the Sharks are right now. And so if a trade does come for Timo, it's going to probably include an extension, and it's going to be somewhere in the realm of $9 million a year. And we're going to find out more about these negotiations as we get closer and closer to the trade deadline. But I think that Quinn's not quite there yet because he's not, listen, like he said, he's going to coach the guys that are on the squad. No matter who is there, that's his job to coach them and get the best results out of them as he can possibly get. I'm sure he is aware that there are going to be changes that are coming down the pipe. I don't think that's any shock to him. But I also think that he is probably thinking about what am I going to be working with? It's got to be somewhere in the back of his mind. And then Mike Greer is also wondering, you know, what is he going to be looking at? What are the fans going to be wanting to see? How does this move help him in the short term versus the long term? What does this do to the timeline? I mean, there are a lot of things to consider with where the San Jose Sharks are right now. And again, this is why I think we were all happy that Mike Greer got the job, but also not exactly envying the position he is in because he has to make some very, very difficult decisions. And I think that we are going to learn more about this decision-making process in the next couple of weeks. It's just right now we're in this weird yeah, gray mode or gray zone where we can, you know, we're hearing a lot of things and we're, you know, wondering about a lot of things. There's a great deal of ponderance happening. We just, we don't know what's going to happen next. And yeah, we saw Nieto and we saw Merkley get traded to Colorado. I think that, you know, that was the first of what will be several trades um, and whether or not they occur here at the deadline or on the offseason, I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see, but I do think that it'll be very curious to, to watch and see how this all goes down. I mean, that's one of the things that I am most excited about is to see what Mike Greer does to put his stamp on this franchise. And, uh, you know, it's exciting in the sense that changes are on the horizon and you hope this leads to the team being successful sooner rather than later. But I do acknowledge that in the, in the you know, in, this, in the here and now, like last night and the way that I was feeling this morning, the way that I was walking around my house last night, just shaking my head, that was not fun. It's not fun for anybody. Nobody likes to watch their team lose, especially not like that. Because it was so stunning. I mean, you get blown out. You're like, Eesh, that was ugly. But then when you're feeling good, when you look like you're cruising towards one of your best wins of the year against a good team, you're up 4-2 with two minutes to go. You're like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be a fun show to do. I'm going to text my friends. I'm going to talk about this game. And it's gone. You know, like the warden said in uh, Shawshank Redemption, it up and disappeared like a fart in the wind. But I am hopeful. I am most definitely hopeful that the Sharks will have a better bounce back tonight. Of course, there are still some big questions about the lineup in terms of how it's going to go down tonight. Uh, David Quinn said that there were still some guys under the weather, but if Vlasic in particular, if he feels good, he will play tonight. So that is one to pay attention to. And I imagine it'll be Kacken in, uh, in net more from head coach David Quinn this morning, since he is so often delivering a very similar message of bouncing back and forgetting about tough losses. Uh, he was asked if he ever has to, you know, shake up that message or change things. Well, it all depends on the situation. You know, it varies from time to time, depending on, you know, what's transpired leading into the day and, you know, I mean, you know, today was a tough day. I mean, we all felt like crap last night, probably as, as, as painful a loss as it was all year. And But you're saying something. And, you know, the message is do what we've done. you got to dust yourself off. And if you're feeling, if you feel like crap, take a look around at your teammates and uh, know that they're going to help bail you out of it. So that, that's, that's how you're going to get out of these situations. You can't feel sorry for yourself. The league doesn't slow down. We're not going to reschedule the game. We have tonight and we've got to be ready to go. I don't think the guys feel sorry for themselves, but I do think they are probably in a flummoxed 
misunderstanding type mode. Like they don't fully comprehend what has happened because I don't think all of us fully comprehend what happened. And yeah, you can break down the plays. You can show yourself what happens, but it's like the volume at which the Sharks are having to deal with these incredible breakdowns and the incredible plays and the incredible turns of fate and the leads turning into losses or giving up a goal with 8.6 seconds left. I mean, the thing is, is like when you're talking about a normal season, regardless of whether or not you're bad or great, you usually have a handful of bad losses that you can, you know, recall off the top of your head. Um, I know that, you know, over the course of a 34 game earthquake season, I can usually rattle off the bad losses pretty quickly and, you know, know exactly at the top of that, that I'm not forgetting any, but now we're getting into the point of the shark season where I know I am forgetting about some bad losses. I know I am forgetting about some, you know, it's painful games that have led the sharks to where they are today, which is, you know, not in a good position in the slightest and having to deal with so much pain. But that's the thing is like the more and more moments you have like that, the more and more doubt can creep into your head. And I don't think these guys feel sorry for themselves, but I think it starts to take away at their foundation. And I don't know if that leads to hesitation in their play, but it probably has a negative effect on the team overall. I mean, losing is not good for a number of reasons that go beyond the record. The record's probably the most important one, but I think that it rattles some of these guys. And, you know, Benino was asked about it after the game. He said, are you guys overwhelmed? He's like, I don't know. He's like, these guys on the team have played in a lot of huge games. Benino, Stanley Cup, you know, finals. You've got Couture, Stanley Cup finals, playing against Benino. You've got Nico Sturm, who just won a championship last year. You've got Eric Carlson, who's been in conference finals. you got Timo Meyer, who's been in a conference final. I mean, you go down the list. These guys have all played in big games. They've been in playoffs. These moments aren't too big for them. But when you put them all in a box together and shake it up, the end result is a loss. And again, I'm sure it's flummoxing. I'm sure it's confusing for these guys who haven't been in these types of situations before. More from Coach Quinn. He was asked about Noah Gregor, who he alluded to having a big opportunity with Nieto being traded. And he was asked about what he's thought about Gregor's game since he's been back in the lineup. Uh, so far, I've seen a similar pattern to when we've when he's played in the past, where I thought he was great, and then he was good. There's a little drop-off, a little drop-off. Um so, you know, I think he's going to get back to doing what he did when he first got in with that energy and the passion. He still does some good things. Uh, so, you know, we've uh, he's just got to continually bottle that energy and the competitiveness that he had the first uh, game back and even in the second game back. And that's not easy to do. And that's a challenge for a lot of players in this league. So it doesn't sound like he's been in love with Noah Gregor's game, but I think also right now he does want to give him the opportunity. And again, this is what you're hoping to see from the Sharks right now is opportunity and whether or not we see more players coming up from the American League, whether or not we see more guys coming in with a trade that may or may not be part of the team's long-term plans, you have the opportunity to give guys opportunity. I know that sounds kind of strange, but it's like you're not exactly vying for a playoff spot right now. You're going to be one of the worst teams in the league when all is said and done, so you might as well maximize this opportunity. You don't have a lot of time over the course of an NHL tenure as a general manager or head coach to try things, to give guys opportunities, to let things happen, to see what happens when you try something. And the Sharks are in a unique situation in where they are right now. It's not going to be like this forever. It's not going to be like this maybe next year. It might not even be like this for more than a few weeks. But when we do get to that deadline and we do figure out what changes have been made and we do see what moves have happened, we'll have a much better idea 
of where things are going and what is on the horizon. We might not know it all at that point. I think we'll still have a lot to learn, but we'll have a clearer picture, a better idea, a better sense of the timeline. And I think that's that's what we're all waiting for, a better, clearer picture of what the future holds. All right, we are out of time. Coming up at 3.30, pregame coverage ahead of tonight's game against the Pens. And then at 4, join Dan Rusinowski for the call as the San Jose Sharks visit Pittsburgh. I'll see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yang.